Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. A season like none before has yielded an offseason with the uncertainties and questions to match. We'll keep you up to date on things in baseball and with your team on the Twins Hot Stove Show. The Twins Hot Stove Show is presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, it is the final edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show, and that is good news because that means we can focus all of our attention moving forward on what's going on in Fort Myers and the Grapefruit League. And in fact, there will be action uh, coming up at the end of the week as the Twins get going in the Grapefruit League. And in fact, full squad workouts are underway in sunny Florida. We are very pleased to be uh, joined here to wrap up our winter on the Twins Hot Stove Show by Mr. Max Kepler, who, of course, christened last season which was a delayed start with uh, one big swing of the bat on the very first pitch of the year. And the opening pitch is swung on, banged high and deep to right field. Delmonico back at the wall, gone! Kepler wasting little time. <laughs> one pitch, one swing, one bomba. one nothing Twins in 2020. Yeah, thinking back, that was a big swing, and <laughs> then I feel like I kind of went a little downhill. But, uh, yeah, it was a tough season with a lot of stuff to adjust to on and off the field. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go out there this year and do the same with the same approach, the same mindset, and give it my best, see where we go. Yeah, Max, and, of course, it was nearly two years in a row where you hit the first pitch out because a couple of years ago against Cleveland, boy, if it's about five degrees warmer, I think that one probably flies too. You mentioned, though, that you felt like it kind of went downhill for you. Did you feel different? Was it something where the underlying numbers were still there and you just weren't getting results, or did you feel just a little out of whack? I feel like I was being affected more so by off-the-field stuff and what was going on around us, uh, whether it was our family being affected by us, uh, teammates not being able to see family. I'll be honest, I got distracted, but uh, this year, you know, we know what's in store. Hopefully, there's no more surprises, and we know what's going to happen, and we're prepping for it here in spring training. Um, you know, training the protocol as they, they put it in front of us. And, um, yeah, it's like I say, it's a game of adjustments, but now we live in a world of adjustments, and they can happen at any time, any place, and you just are having to be ready for it at any time. So Yeah, and Max, I don't think you're alone. I mean, you're a human being, and that's a lot of stuff that was going on, and I think it's natural to be affected by it. In particular, 
how was your off season affected? Because you're a guy who generally will spend the off season back home in Germany. Maybe you're down in Australia. You like to travel. You've got family all over. And I would yeah. think some of that uh, wasn't able to, to, to be the case this year. Yeah, I, I toned down the travel um, just due to what was going on. But my family luckily came over for Christmas and we spent a good two, three weeks together, which was plenty and um, just soaked up the quality family time. Um, but before that, I, I pretty much just stayed in California with my girlfriend and found a decent place to work out at where, you know, they weren't smacking all these rules on you and telling you you can only work out at certain hours. And there were, there were weird rules. Like if you would go to public gym where they had a, a, seniors, a seniors hour where you had to clear out all the young people under 65 and then they would have to clean the gym every hour uh, for like 15 minutes. So drop what you're doing and get out. So I found I found a gym where I wasn't being interrupted and I could actually focus on what I was trying to get better at, which I'm very thankful for. And that was over in, in California. And then I decided to come out to Florida and, um, yeah, help my mom move in some stuff into the house because they're, they're slowly making the move towards Naples. And, uh, yeah, overall, it was a good productive offseason and I stayed out of trouble. <laughs> now I know you'd had a group of uh of professional athletes you'd worked out with in the past in the Bay Area in California. Was that able to happen this year? Were there some other ball players you could be with at times? Yeah, I actually met some new guys because I was in a different area this offseason. I was over near Orange County, uh mm -hmm. kind of down towards San Clemente. And um yeah, I, I love meeting new new faces, new athletes to work with and just watch how they go about their routines and and try and get better. But unfortunately, I wasn't in the Bay Area. Yeah, I also heard it was a it was a tough situation in the Bay Area for a lot of the off season, and my buddies were telling me about it, so I stayed away from there. Um, but I look forward to seeing them in the future because uh, I have a I have a big group of guys that we love to go out and work out together. Well, if you're looking for no rules, Orange County is the place. If you're in uh, in California, so so you found you found the right spot. It's amazing to me as we sit here talking, Max, because you're one of the veteran guys now on this club. And it feels to me like it was just yesterday that you were taking the high school classes and hopping the fence in Fort Myers. Does it feel that fast to you? Or when you come back to Fort Myers, uh, does it, does, you know, what does it feel like? Do you remember being that kid, you know, straight from Germany or, or does it just feel natural to you now? No, it always takes me back when I come here and I, and I love it. Um, I really enjoy everything. I get to drive by and see what's changing from restaurants to stores that are being built. This this Fort Myers is growing rapidly and people are moving here and there's way more traffic than there used to be. Um, but what's funny is I, I hit a ball in live VP over the right field wall on that field that goes toward looks towards my high school and everyone was ripping jokes at me like you're going back to school for the for the hour and it just took me back because, you know, I'm there every day putting in work, but I never really acknowledged that I actually went to school there because it's just for I take it for granted. And then that really brought me back. And now I even hear every time the bell rings. And yeah, it's it's crazy. It's I think I'm going into my 11th year with the twins. And I'm so grateful for uh, the organization to give me the opportunity to, to stick around in one place, you know, invest all my time and get to work on my element here in, uh, you know, a place where everything is just laid out for you as a baseball player. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely in my, in my peripheral, but sometimes, you know, I get 
in the motion of things and I, you, t you take it for granted because you're here for so long, but um, I get friendly reminders here and there, you know, Tommy's been with us for so long and he reminds me sometimes that he was the guy to pick me up at 6.30 from the Hilton Garden Inn over in like North Fort Myers to take me to high school and then he'd go to the field, the bell would ring at 10.30 and I'd walk my way over and then practice with the, the squad and play games and I mean, yeah, this, this is almost like my second home, I have to say. I mean, I've almost spent half my, it's been 11 years, but I'm almost going to spend half my life in the, in, in this area or this, the state. So I'm Americanized now. <laughs> you are, you are indeed. If you can get Tommy Watkins to go to that high school with all the Fort Myers history he has, boy, you're yeah. doing something because he probably spent the whole ride telling you how that school didn't even exist and his yeah, school yeah, yeah. was better and you were going to the wrong one, right? I mean, you're driving with the mayor of Fort Myers. Yeah, I think that was his, his rivalry school, um, to be honest. But he still was kind enough to give me the ride early in the mornings. Otherwise, I don't know how I would be getting to school, probably carpooling with someone, but I didn't have a license at the time. And I didn't have time to really get a license going from school to baseball to school. You know, it was just back and forth. But it kept me busy, and luckily it got me to where I am today. So. Yeah, an amazing story. Again, this is the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. What's the next step for you as a player, Max, in terms of uh, unleashing all of your ability? You've hit a bunch of home runs. You've had stretches where the on-base was high. We know you're a supreme defensive outfielder, but I also know that you're looking to get better in some facet or all facets every offseason. What is the next step for you that would make you consider this coming year success individually? Um, there's so many things I, I want to work on mechanically, defensively, um, which I do every single day. I, I work so much that it tires me out and I can't leave the field if I'm not fatigued by my work. And some people say, you know, quality over quantity. And I try and keep that in, in the back of my head a lot and focus on that. But um, I just love to work. But I'd say the most important thing for me, and I think for a lot of guys at this level who are, you know, slowly starting to establish themselves and understanding what they have to do to do that is um, growing mentally. And for me, I think that's going to be a, a project that I'm never going to um, be able to graduate from. It's just it's every single day I learn from either my teammates, like the guys that are the most consistent, the guys that have the most time and experience. Um, I don't really have to name guys because people will know, but they come to the field and they're the same person every single day mentally um, for their teammates, for themselves. They're positive. They bring energy. They have a routine they stick to and they could have struck out four or five times the day before and they just do the same thing. They're, it's almost robotic, you know, where they kind of um, compartmentalize their emotions and just shut everything off. And for me, it's hard because I'd say, you know, I, I'm, I'm somewhat an emotional guy. If, if it doesn't seem like it, the sport gets to, I think, everyone, um, whether you like the show or not. But I want to learn how to separate what happens on the field and not take it home with me so that it continues to kind of consume me. And then that transfers over into the next day. And um, that's what I just every single year I, I focus on that because we're all here because um, we're gifted to play the game and we're talented and we have nice swings and, you know, defensively talented. But I think on the mental aspect, that's what separates a lot of players. And just watching the guys that have been around for 10 plus years, they are the same guy every single day. And that's that's what I want to grow into being. Boy, really insightful, Max. And I think what's interesting for fans is from the outside, you appear to be so even keeled. 
And yet you are a guy who, who fights yourself sometimes mentally, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I was talking to a friend of mine from back home because he, he's an avid baseball fan and he watches all the games and he's like, you know what, if, if there's anything I'd wish for you to do differently is show more emotion. And I'm like, I mean, I can do that. I can do that. Um, but sometimes, you know, you, you've been trained in a way to suppress your emotions in a game of failure and adversity. So you don't really acknowledge everything that you feel. And yeah, I mean, if I would show my emotions, I'd be all over the place. I tell you that, but um, I'm definitely going to show my friends some, some positive emotion just to, just to let them know I, I hear them. One of the things that, that is unique about you, you have such a gorgeous swing and it's a line drive swing. And I go back to 2018 when maybe the county numbers weren't what you wanted them to be, but under the surface, boy, a ton of barrels. You were hitting a ton of balls hard, even when you didn't have maybe the numbers to show. And the organization was like, hey, leave him alone. I, I think going back to talking to James Rousen, he said he had a great year. It just didn't look that way. And then you explode with all the county numbers in addition in 2019. And one thing you always came back to was, I want to hit line drives. Even as the league was trending towards trying to hit the ball up in the air, you just kept pounding line drives. Uh, you've been faithful to that approach. Is that the approach that you're going to stick with? Or are you, are you ever going to fall prey to that lift, lift and separate uh, school of thought? Uh, I think that's a good reminder on, on your part, because um, lately I feel like I've been fouling a lot of balls back and hitting a lot of fly balls and whether they go out or not. Um, I've, gotten I've grown as a hitter but I'd say I, I got away from that approach because I've gotten a little success in long balls um, but I do want to take some steps back and come back to that line drive uh, approach especially in training and batting practice because um, I think if you can just square everything up perfectly um, then you're going to be fine in the game you're going to hit everything hard it's and in, in BP sometimes I get ahead of myself and I'm hitting with guys like Nelson, who just consistently same swing hits balls out, but I'm not built like Nelson. Nelson's a, a monster. And I, I try and hit home runs, but um, I, I appreciate that reminder because I want to get back to that line drive approach. Also hearing rumors that they're uh, going to change the ball back to, <laughs> to uh, complement the pitchers more. I think the line drive approach is going to be very helpful. So I, I do want to stick with that. I want to go back to it. One at bat of yours, and it's my favorite Max Kepler at bat ever. And amazingly enough, it, it was an out. It was against the Yankees in that crazy back and forth game. Oh, the Hicks, and and, and the you Hicks were, catch. I want to say, were all this Chapman and Aaron Hicks made a phenomenal catch to save the game. Do you think about that at bat at all? Because I think that was about as fine an at bat as you could put together in that situation. You did everything right. Aaron made a great play, so the Twins end up losing the ball game. But to me, that was as exciting as a baseball confrontation between pitcher, hitter, and fielder could possibly be. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Um, like you said, it was a back and forth offensively, and then it came down to that last play. And, I mean, the pitcher on the mound wasn't just an, an average guy. He was – throwing 97 and painting on the corner. And um, yeah, I, I smacked that ball to the left center and I saw it take off, backspun like like a golf ball. And, you know, I forgot Aaron Hicks was out there who I, who I came up through the minor leagues with. And he's always been, uh, you know, an elite guy in the outfield. Uh, I wouldn't say as good as Buck, but close, close second. But yeah, that my 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 heart definitely sunk a little bit when I saw him just catching up to it, and I held my breath. And yeah, I, we would have won that game, right? We would have walked yeah. off if, if that yep. got through. But Hicks is Hicks, and um, 
he's always been a, a phenomenal ball player. But yeah, you know, sometimes it doesn't go your way. But like you said, you, you do everything right in a game where, you know, it's a game of inches and you still don't win the game. But I gave it my all. So, yeah. Baseball in a nutshell. Max Kepler is our guest. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll check in on our hot stove auction. And then we've got one final segment with Max on what's happening right now in Fort Myers. That's coming up on your home for Twins Baseball. Well, welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Great stuff there from Max Kepler. Uh, very open, very comfortable, uh, very vulnerable about some things. And it's rare you hear a high-level professional athlete acknowledge openly how affected they are by things off the field. And it was wonderful to hear from Max Kepler in that vein. We'll hear more from Max in a bit. Right now, they'll want to remind you that our hot stove auction is over in about 15 minutes. When we wrap up with Max in our final segment, the Twins Hot Stove Auction uh, will have the bid sealed and we'll award our prizes. All the proceeds, of course, to the Twins Community Fund, a new wrinkle here in 2021. The Luis Arise our Rookie Game Use Locker Plate, that's at 125 bucks. The St. Paul Baseball Bundle is at 300 A Jose Barrios jersey at 300 and right now a game-used baseball at $100. That was a Nelson Cruz single. So go to www.twinsbaseball.com backslash hot stove auction to get your bid in. We'll seal the bids at the end of our program if you're listening live here on Wednesday. As soon as we finish up the program here across our network, uh, we'll seal the bids and award the prizes. Our thanks to all who participated, who helped out the Twins Community Fund uh, throughout the course of these auctions over the course of this hot stove season. Of course, the hot stove season is done. Enough of that. Let's move on to the Grapefruit League season. In fact, Danny and I will have our first broadcast of the spring coming up this Sunday from Hammond Stadium. And wouldn't you know it, on Wednesday when the spring training tickets went on sale, they sold out in a half an hour. So we look forward to seeing perhaps some of you from our perch at Hammond Stadium as those ball games will have fans, not full capacity, of course, socially distanced uh, and following all the protocols. But great to see the appetite for tickets as the spring training tickets sell out in a half an hour. Now, one player, unfortunately, the fans will not be able to cheer on in the Grapefruit League this year is Royce Lewis. As part of his intake process, he had some soreness in the knee, and it was revealed that he had a tear in his ACL that will require surgery, and Royce is going to miss the entire season. A tough break for a wonderful talent and a wonderful person. It was roughly a year ago, March 1st of last year in Port Charlotte, when we shared this moment with Royce. Swings and hits this ball a ton in the air to left. Tutsugo can only watch it sail, and that one's going to clear the berm and into the palm trees for a two-run home run. A mortar shot from Royce Lewis, and the Twins lead 2-0. All smiles at that point in time in Port Charlotte as Lewis went deep. It looked like after his MVP performance in the Arizona Fall League, after getting stronger and growing, going through some growing pains mid-time of that 2019 season, that the sky would be the limit in 2020. Well, we know what happened. He spent all of 2020 having a very productive time uh, in the development camp, uh, the uh, alternative side camp in St. Paul. And sadly, now his 2021 season is curtailed before it even gets off the ground. He's a young guy. He's an excellent player, uh, uber talented. And Royce Lewis will be back with great things ahead in his twins future. But sadly, his future is surgery and rehab here in 2020. 21. So that was a bit of bad news coming out of Twins Camp this year, but most of the news, well, most of the news has been pretty good. 
And a lot of that uh, will be expanded on by none other than our guest, Max Kepler, here in our final segment. So do stay with us. More with Max. Get your bids in for the hot stove auction, and then we'll wrap up our program, seal those bids, get some money to the Twins Community Fund, and then after we wrap up with Max, we'll set our sights on the Grapefruit League, and our Grapefruit League broadcast begin on Sunday, right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Final segment of the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. It's our final segment of the show and our final segment, frankly, of the winter uh, because uh, it's time to get going with Grapefruit League action. And Max Kepler, in fact, is underway with his uh, portion of the uh, the program down there because, uh, Max, it's uh, full squad time. You had a chance to get out in the sunshine. Look, I know things are different and the clubhouse situation is different and the training setup is different, but there has to be some beautiful sense of familiarity to be back out there with your teammates taking live VP. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's new rules, new regulations, um, masks here, and stuff to adjust to there. But um, like like you said, once you're around the ball game, once you're around your teammates and um, in beautiful Florida where you're acclimating to the humidity, uh, you're blinded to all that stuff. And I do feel like people are, are a lot more easygoing about it because it's the second time around now and everyone's used to it. Um, so, I mean, it's it's all about what, what happens on the field and the clubhouse. New arrangements aren't really that bad and everything's going smoothly. I want to talk a bit about this club because I think the Bomba squad two years ago was so much fun. And there's so many of you still here that fans think this is just a softball team. But when I look at the makeup of this club, you've got so much defensive talent. Donaldson Simmons up the middle, Buxton Kepler in the outfield, whoever fills the other spots. I mean, this is a plus-plus defensive team and a team of guys who can get on base and score runs without hitting the ball over the fence. Would you agree with that? For sure, for sure. And uh, I'd say his sleeper is going to be Polanco at second, which is a new mm-hmm. position for him in the big leagues. But in the minor leagues, he's been one of the best I've ever seen. So, I mean, defensively, offensively, we never really got to get started last year because um, it was such a short span. But uh, soft, they're saying softball teams, really? <laughs> a lot of home runs, you know? A lot of home runs. <laughs> oh, oh, I see, I see. Um <laughs> I think, yeah, we're overall very well-rounded, and uh, it's going to be a very fun team to watch. You know, if everyone just stays within themselves and focuses on the relationships and gelling together as a team, um, it's going to be a hell of a year. And, you know, just staying healthy is key. You mentioned Polanco, and I'm glad you did because, again, great tools at second base. He's got phenomenal baseball instincts. Last year as a hitter, playing essentially on one foot, he managed to put the ball in play a ton, but he didn't have – the ability to drive the ball the way we know he can. A healthy Jorge Polanco, though, at second base, uh, elevates this whole offense, doesn't it? He's a switch hitter, power, both sides. Uh, I feel like he's a major X factor in the lineup. For sure. I mean, I've been hitting BP with him. I've been out in Florida early, and uh, he's driving balls out to oppo opposite field, and they're going out easy. So, um, And that, that, that that's what helps when your foot is actually healed, your ankle's healed. You can stay through that and um, – you can actually fire into your leg. And he had an issue last year where he couldn't, and he was kind of swinging and falling out of the box because he didn't have anything to, to you know, push the power into. Um, but he looks a lot better, and um, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Yeah, healthy Polanco, healthy Donaldson, healthy Buxton. This is a team that's going to be very, very exciting. And one of the new faces is a guy that you commented on after the final game of last year, and that's Alex Kirloff. And I'm not going to play back your quote, but you just mentioned how proud you were of him and how impressed you were with his approach and his demeanor. 
not to mention his beautiful swing. What are your thoughts on, on Alex as he gets a chance to jump into a, a full spring training? I mean, just watching him work, you know, um, away from when it's game time, he, he works like no other. Um, you know, kind of reminds me when I was younger, he's always in the outfield tracking down balls um, and he doesn't take much of a break. Um, but he also knows when, when, when there's time to take a break and step back and uh, regenerate. But, um, I mean, like I said, there's so many guys that are gifted and have beautiful swings here, and he's one of them. Um, but there's there's a, something special about him that, um, you know, he's 22 or 3, right? He's really young. Yeah. Um, there's a maturity about him that he's confident in what he can do, and he knows what he has to do to get better. And um, you don't see that in a lot of young guys. You know, a lot of young guys come up and they want to they want to prove something, impress people. And you don't get that vibe with Alex. And um, that just shows that he's ahead of his game and, um, yeah, has confidence in himself, which is very important. You know, Max, I think it's fair to say that a lot of folks would have said the same about you as a young player, that you were a guy who seemed to maybe not outwardly always be rah-rah, super cocky about things, but that you had that demeanor and that mental focus that was a little beyond your years. Yeah, I mean, I think till the till the last day, till I get to hang up the cleats, um, I'm going to be trying to prove myself, you know. I, I want to stay here. I want to make the most of this opportunity. And uh, when you say I'm a veteran, I, I don't, it doesn't really sink in with me. I still see myself as, you know, someone still getting their feet wet. And every year I get to learn from all the best players around me and uh, push my game to the next level. And to think, you know, that I came from Germany and, um, you know, I, I get a little emotional because it's it's crazy. I forget about that. But, I mean, I've, I've get, gotten to this point and um, – yeah, but you can never be complacent regardless of at, at what level you get to and um, what kind of numbers you put up. But um, I'm just here to get better and uh, try and help my teammates become the best people they can be on the field and off. Max, we can't uh, thank you enough for joining us here today. A perfect person, one of the leaders of this club to wrap up our hot stove show. And we'll now turn our attention to action on the field. And we look forward to seeing you and your teammates uh, in Grapefruit League action here in the next couple of days. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. That's a great Max Kepler joining us here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. We appreciate you joining us all season long, all winter long on the Hot Stove Show. And we are happy to put away the hats and gloves and turn our focus to baseball on the diamond in Florida coming up this weekend right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.